Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast, where each week you will hear topics related to women of faith and entrepreneurship who are cultivating lives of impact that will one day lead to a legacy. My name is Shelley Tyson, and I will be your host each week as we chat with other women who are navigating business, faith, parenthood, and a lot of other topics that relate to building lives that glorify God and serve others abundantly. I hope you enjoy today's episode and are encouraged as you intentionally choose to live a life of impact that will one day lead to a legacy impacting generations to come. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Shelly Tyson. I'm your host today, and I am excited to introduce a new friend of mine, Megan Suits. Megan and I got connected on LinkedIn, which is actually a thing for those of you who may be on other social media platforms and forget that LinkedIn is a great place to connect. And Megan and I got connected there, and I also heard her on another podcast, and I knew that I wanted her voice to be here because I know that the message that she has to share is going to be so encouraging for so many of you. So welcome, Megan. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Shelly. Megan is a creative coach. She is also um, a graphic designer and also the founder of Building 7. Megan, tell us a little bit about what Building 7 is and how it helps creatives. Like you said, primarily for the last six or seven years, it has served as my graphic design business. And so I've been working as a graphic designer for a while now, freelancing full-time from home. You know, my vision for Building 7 is really for it to be a space that inspires creativity. And so now that has kind of grown into also encompassing coaching services for other creatives. I have a Facebook group. And, you know, just some other things that I'm working on as well and have, have a heart for, but really like my desire in this season through building seven is to be able to come alongside other creatives and just be that encouraging voice or provide resources or services. When I was kind of in that season of just getting started or, you know, discovering and exploring my creative gifts. And so that's a big part of my heart and what I'm doing in this season, but I'm still doing graphic design and all of that as well. So it's kind of all under the umbrella of building seven, kind of a a quick summary, I guess, of what I do through building seven. And I know you're a wife and a mom and Mm -hmm. that is also part of your role prior to becoming a mom, did you have building seven or did it start later? Like at what point did those two things kind of collide? Yeah, it started a little bit before. Honestly, I started freelancing as a graphic designer when I was still in school. And so I kind of just started freelancing under my own name. And then building seven was something I've had a a vision for. And that name is something that's really just a part of my story. I don't know if we have time to kind of jump into that, but just to quickly yes, yes. go over it, the story behind the name, cause you're probably wondering, like someone listening is probably like, what does that even mean building seven? Yeah. So this kind of the story behind that is when I was in college and undergraduate school, I was an advertising and marketing major. And my professor that taught all of the advertising classes was just kind of like fun. And she didn't really play by the rules. And I just loved her. She was really an inspiration and a mentor for me in that season. And so one of the things that she would do sometimes is we would come to class, you know, just like as normal as scheduled. And we, she would leave a post-it note on the door that said class moved to building seven. And so that was kind of just like a secret code for us to know that 
that meant to meet at Panera behind school. Oh, I love <laughs> so that. Class there. And, but she did that because there was this whole, you know, if you move class off campus, it was considered like a field trip and you had to do all this paperwork and it was a whole thing. And so we just kind of had this little secret with the advertising majors. Like if you came to class and there was a note on the door that said class moved to building seven, then we would just all go to Panera and have class there. And it was like the memories of like those classes for me, just like creative and it was fun. And it's just something that has always stayed with me. And so I have always just had a vision for, you know, creating a design, a creative business around that name and around that inspiration. So it's kind of like the story behind that, that kind of came to fruition in 2018, which was right before I had my daughter. So I kind of rebranded and relaunched my business from freelancing under my name to transitioning more into building seven and the the vision that I have for that. And so started strictly as me offering design services to clients and has just kind of grown into other things and other capacities as well now. But it's kind of a fun story, but it started a little bit before I had my daughter, you know, had my daughter in 2019. So I guess it started about a, about a year really before I had my daughter. So most of the time that I've been functioning as building seven it has been as a mom. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Now I have to ask, do you still call Panera building seven? You say, hey, let's go to Building 7 for dinner tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, surprisingly, I don't. But I love working from coffee shops. And I think that's a big part of it. I love going to like Panera or a coffee shop or anywhere where there's like a cafe space like that. It's just really like a, a close, close to my heart experience because I just feel creative there. And I think that story and that my experience with that is a big part of that. I don't get to do that as much now because my daughter is still at home with me full time. So it's challenging, but like the times that I do get to go like on the weekends or, you know, late in the afternoon when my husband gets home from work, it's just like, I go there and I can just focus and be creative and create and work. And so it's just like a special creative space for me, for sure. That is so neat. And as you're talking, I'm thinking about this, you keep using this word creative. And I know for some people that can feel like a word that doesn't belong to them. Maybe something that is a label that we put on other people, maybe personality types and things like that. What, What do you think about that? Let's unpack that a little bit, because I, what I'm hearing you say is things like environment matter for your creativity. And things like that. So unpack that a little bit, because I know you have a lot of beliefs that are around that, that I think would be helpful. Well, first, I think I would start by saying, you know, if, if someone is listening, and they don't feel like they identify with the word creative, they wouldn't use the word creative to describe themselves, I would start by encouraging them that they are creative, because I believe that we are all creative by design. You know, I think we're creative because we are created in the image of our creator. And God is like the ultimate creative, you know? And so if he has designed us to reflect his image and his character, and he created all things, including us created in his image, then I think because we're created in his image and because he is creative, then we are as well. Even, you know, for people who wouldn't naturally label themselves as a creative, I think that is more of like a, a construct that we've created as you know, like our society kind of tells us, or, you know, we just see artists or designers or musicians and like we label that as creative, but I think creativity is so much more 
vast than that. Like our expressions of creativity can just be different. It might not look like being a, a designer or an artist or something, but, you know, I think creativity comes out in a lot of different ways. And so I would start by encouraging anyone listening to just embrace the truth that you are creative because it's just a part, I think, of who we are and who God created all of us to be. But I think for me, like along my journey too, like even though I identify as a creative, I think we can all struggle with that sometimes too. Like we can struggle with connecting to our creativity um, and feeling creative. We don't always feel creative. We can all kind of have those creative slumps or, you know, maybe you are just in that place of not identifying at all with, you know, being creative. So I think for me, there's kind of been, I think connection for me has been the main thing, even as someone who does identify as a creative, that has been the thing for me along my journey anyways, that has really helped me. So I think what I mean by that is like, how do you connect to your creativity? If it's something that we all have, if it's something that's like innate in all of us, it's just a part of who we are and who God created us to be, then I think it's not so much a matter of like becoming creative because we already are. It's like connecting with our own creativity. And that starts with number one, connecting with God, because if he is the source of our creativity, then I think once we have like a better understanding of God as creator and like that part, that facet of who he is, it's so much easier to then see ourselves as creative if we understand like how we are meant to reflect that aspect of him and we can connect to him as the source of our creativity. And so like in that, I think it just kind of trickles down. Like when you are, when you feel connected to God and connected to the source of your creativity, then you can better tap into your own creativity and, you know, begin to express that in like a natural way and whatever way that comes out for you. For me, it has been a big part of that has been designed, but for you, it might be something different. And so, you know, I think first connecting with God and then connecting with yourself and your own creativity and figuring out, you know, what that looks like for you. And I think the other part of that too, is connecting to community and others who, you know, maybe share something in common with you. So, you know, for me as a designer would be, you know, connecting with other designers and finding community with other creatives and designers who do things that are similar to what I do um, and just kind of embracing that community aspect of that as well. So, you know, for someone who has something else, it's just finding community with, you know, people who you share things in common with and share that creative expression, you know, that you've connected with and that you share with others and just kind of like inviting community into that process. That's really a good point because I think a lot of times when you're in a creative slump, it's hard to know where do you go if you feel like you're kind of going through a dry spell, if you will, mm-hmm. with your creativity and you're really kind of trying to get that spark back. And you're right that sometimes connecting with other people is that spark and encouragement that you need to yeah. keep going and to keep keep trying. And is that something that you offer in your Facebook group? I know you mentioned that earlier. Is that a big part of that connectivity that you offer? Yeah, it really is. You know, I think that community plays such a big part in unlocking our creative potential. You know, when you're able to be inspired by what other people are doing and, you know, even just share what you're creating and even invite 
for, you know, from a design perspective, feedback is a big part of, you know, refining a design, even just one-on-one with a client, or it could be in more of a group community setting. So I think that's a big part and a big inspiration for why I started the group was, um, you know, I have from, you know, like people that I met through design school and things like that, because of, because that was part of my journey, I do have people that I can, you know, reach out to and bounce ideas off of, but everyone might have that their journey might not have looked like what I have kind of, you know, journeyed through, they might not have went to school for something that, you know, is connected to their creativity. And so I think it's so important to be able to have opportunities to, you know, either share something that you're working on, or just be in a space where you can be inspired by others and what they're creating, or, you know, ask questions and things like that. And so that was a huge inspiration for, you know, why I started the group is just to create that space, just to be able to connect with other people, to connect with other creatives, to, you know, inspired by others, to encourage others. And I also go in the group and, you know, give feedback and answer questions and things like that every week. And so it gave me a space to be able to do that, but then also for other people to be able to connect with each other as well. But yeah, I think community is a really, really important part of creativity and, you know, finding inspiration um, and connecting to your creativity with, you know, in community as well. So I, what I hear you saying is there are kind of multi layers to this, you know, discovering your, your own creativity through your relationship with God, that kind of vertical relationship, and then the horizontal relationship of other people. At what point do you find that you encourage people to maybe seek out that individual coaching? Like you mentioned earlier of having kind of that mentor, at what point do you see that as being a tool that can be helpful? Well, I mean, when I reflect on my own journey and when I started seeking out, you know, one-on-one type relationships like that, I was just kind of in that season of, of searching and knowing that I wanted to do something creative, but I just really wasn't sure exactly what that looked like. And so I think if you're in that space of, you know, you have the desire, but you're just not really sure exactly what steps to take, then I think that's a really good time to invite, you know, one-on-one guidance or, you know, input into the process and into your journey. I know that was really, really helpful for me because like I said, when I was in undergrad, I studied advertising and marketing and I thought that's what I was going to do. And I kind of had, it's a whole other story, but my first job out of college was really a, a disruptive experience for me. And it kind of redirected me towards design, but there was a lot of confusion and trying to like find my way and find my footing in that season. And so, you know, if you're in that place or you're just in a place of knowing that you want to kind of pursue something creative or, you know, just find ways to connect to your creativity and share your creativity with other people, but you're not really sure how to do that or what steps to take. I think, you know, that's probably a good time to, you know, maybe invite someone to kind of come alongside you and just share, you know, for me, it's just about sharing what I kind of discovered along the way on my journey um, and in sharing that in a way that's hopefully helpful for helping someone else to walk through that process as well. Yeah, that's a great point. I think sometimes it can be difficult to know when to 
to invest in a community and then when to have that one-on-one attention outside that can offer that kind of clarity and confidence that that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really great point of how the two can work together, but how they are unique and how sometimes you need to choose one or the other for wherever you are in your path. So as you've built and built seven and as it's expanded and you're a wife and you're a mom and you're managing all of those things, how have you found ways to kind of create harmony between all of those roles? Because I think creativity naturally kind of requires, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but kind of requires some margin to be able to have space or space. How do you find ways to do that kind of practically with all the other kind of hats that you're wearing? Yeah, it's challenging for sure. I think in this season, especially since I became a mom, it's really, for me, the biggest thing is, you know, guarding your time. It makes you be so much more selective and intentional with the decisions that you're making and making sure that the things that you are choosing and the things that you're saying yes to are aligned with, you know, what God is asking you to do in the season that you're in. And that looks totally different today than it did four years ago or five years ago for me, you know, I can no longer take on the volume of design clients that I used to, because I cannot sit down at my computer for four to six hours at a time. It's just literally impossible. (laughs) I have a two-year-old at home. So for me, it has really been becoming extremely mindful of what my priorities are being really focused on only the things that God is putting in my hands to do in this season and being able to release the things that just, I either don't have margin for or no longer align with, you know, the direction I feel like he's leading me, you know, today in this season. And then also just being able to have margin and time to be a mom, to be a wife and to do the other things that, you know, I, I have to do. Um, and that are, you know, like a top priority for me. So I think it's just like, being mindful and really, really intentional with your time. Such, such good wisdom there. How can we, as uh, how can the audience and us get connected with you? Where can we find you and find out more about building seven? Maybe someone is looking for that one-on-one attention, or they just are looking for the community, or maybe they just have a project that they need some other eyes on. How can we get connected with you? Yeah. The best place would probably be my website is building zero.com. Um, so you can kind of connect with me everywhere from there. But if you're looking for me on social media, it's usually at building zero seven. I love that. And we'll put that in the show notes for sure, for everybody to be able to get in contact with Megan and to follow along and to get in community there as well. Do you have any other advice for our audience that is just burning advice that you just feel like you want to share with us? Man, I mean, there's so many things. <laughs> That come to mind. I think one thing that I really struggled with as a creative and as a, a business owner, as a mom, as pretty much everything has been comparison. And it's so easy to fall into that of like looking around and comparing what you're doing to what other people are doing and feeling like, well, that's working for her. So I should try to do that. And it's just, it's not like a healthy thing. And so, I mean, I still struggle with it. I think we all do, but I think we have to learn how to stop comparing our journeys and our opportunities and what we're doing to what everyone else is doing and just be able to focus on, you know, like what is putting in our hands and what we have to 
you know, give away and share with other people to help them and serve other people. And so, you know, it looks different for everyone. So I think comparison can be such a struggle and honestly, like such a waste of our time, because if we are, you know, using up our time looking around and comparing ourselves to everyone else, then we're not using and stewarding our time, you know, wisely and well to do the things that God is asking us to do. And so I would say, like, if you are also in that place of struggling with comparison to just shift, you know, your thoughts and your mindset to focusing on what you do have and how can you use that to help other people? Such a good word. And it reminds me of what you said earlier about being intentional with your time. And I think if you are guarding Mm -hmm. and being intentional with your time, you'll be busy about those things that God has given you and faithful to do those things and have less time, you know, to sit around and get caught in comparison, but it's certainly something we all um, struggle with. And such a good reminder that having those guardrails up and remembering that God made you unique in his image to reflect. Um, such a good reminder. Well, Megan, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing encouragement that we are all creative, that we're all reflecting God in different ways. And I can't wait for our audience to get connected with you and be encouraged through your unique gifts that you're using that God has given you. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Shelly. Thank you so much for listening today. My prayer is that this episode today has encouraged you that wherever you are, wherever God has you walking, whatever season you're in, you can make an impact that will one day lead to a legacy impacting generations to come. If you would like to learn more about Cultivate and how you can continue making an impact in your home and in your business, you can check us out at cultivatelegacy.org or follow us on Instagram at cultivate underscore legacy.